Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There are 41 bowl games this year, 82 teams that are featured, and a gentleman who is an absolute expert on bowl games and of the economy of bowl games and why we have so many is the director of the Olin Sports Business Program at Washington University, our friend Patrick Risch. Patrick, good morning. Happy New Year. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Randy and Kerry. Thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. We always like to uh, hear your insight. And I want to start with this because you've written about this in the past. Is 41 bowl games too many? (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm trying to say absolutely yes and try to get the breath to do it as I finish laughing here. Uh, Yes, absolutely yes. It it really is uh, insane, to be honest. And you know, with even with the expanded playoff that we're going to have, you know, many of these games just you know clearly don't have much meaning for most of us. And yet, if you look at the ratings of these games, guys, it, it still is is leading the way uh, on those nights, and it just makes you scratch your head, which uh, I guess is testament to the power of gambling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we just that obsessed with football in this country that we'll watch anything that, that comes on uh, football related? Because as I said, I, I, Randy said it earlier, I do not feel that if you have the potential to have a losing record after that bowl game, that you should even be participating in the bowl game. Well, yeah, no no question, Kerry. And, and we are that uh, you know, possessed and and, and, <laughs> and and have that insatiable appetite. I'm, I'm down here in Charlotte, uh, have been during the holidays, and was at a hotel yesterday, and of course, in the lobby, uh, in the lounge, what do they have on? Some, uh, what was it, the Camilla Bowl? I can't even <laughs> tell you the teams. I mean, really? You know, Tax Slayer Bowl, all these crazy names. But, you know, here's the thing is, uh, you know, obviously, uh, the one thing that schools will point to, at least the schools will say, is that by being in these bowl games, at least it's something that is a form of marketing and exposure for the university that could help them down the road, whether it's recruiting other, you know, hey, guys, you can come here and we'll at least make it to bowl games and you get this national visibility. And But, but again, it's hard for me. I would love to see the financials for some of these middle-tier, lesser-tier bowl games. They, it's hard for me to imagine any kind of profits being earned. Patrick, that was that leads to my next question. What is what would be the profit for some of these these bowl games? When we watched the Gasparilla Bowl, there was no one in the end zone. I, I would wonder how, and I guess that speaks to why there are so many different bowl games every other year because you know the names change, but the bowls stay the same. How do these these companies make money if if people aren't showing up and sitting butts in seats? Well, I mean, that's that's what I'm. I myself really don't believe that most of these bowl games are making money, and you're probably looking at a tax write-off. To be perfectly honest, Carrie, I mean, you mentioned the corporate partners. 
seemingly change every other year because they're not willing to make the commitment. They're not willing to make a four or five, six year commitment. Even with some of the biggest bowl games, we, we now have the, the VRBO Fiesta Bowl. But uh, again, I, they can't necessarily be getting the, the visibility, even though the ratings are strong. And again, the ticket sales, it's just hard for me to envision that the operators of most of these bowl games are seeing a profit at the end of the day. Okay, so the operators probably aren't. I agree with you 100%. It seems to me pretty impossible for a team to travel and for the school to make money, right? Well, again, this goes back to, Randy, if if the school is, let's say, financing the trip, obviously, with lodging, feeding the kids, feeding the staff, the question then becomes, are we getting enough visibility and marketing value short-term and long-run just simply being in this game and getting the eyeballs that we're getting on national TV? Um, and, and a lot of these schools are saying, look, it's still worth it for us to do it for this reason. It could not only help us recruit student-athletes in the future, but it could also help promote just our university because obviously during these games there are commercials that you know kind of feature the the academic side of the school and and, and schools are willing you know look at the end of the day uh we know that sometimes most of the athletic programs within an athletics department are losing money with the exception of uh you know the the, the higher end football and basketball programs so a lot of these things you're doing for the experience right uh, for the student athletes so it, it really is a twisted financial model for the smaller and middle tier bowl games okay so we're, we're trying to unravel this thread to me what it all comes back to is the espn owns 17 of these bowls it's programming it's relatively for them inexpensive programming for espn and there's nothing like having as you mentioned because of the ratings and because of the interest of a group of people it seems to me that if ESPN can have a live game on the air, it's going to be better than any other programming they have. Can it be as simple as ESPN wants it to be on their air, so it's being played? Randy, I think you've hit it on the head, quite frankly. And, and I'm not saying that because this is ESPN 101. I, I think at the end, at the, end of the day, uh, the, the network, what else are they going to put on? I know Pickleball's picking up, guys. I'm sure both, I'd love to see. In fact, I think we should have a Kerry versus Randy Pickleball match. I think that, that, that itself could raise a lot of money. But uh, at the end of the day, that's not going to attract the eyeballs that even a middle-tier college football game will. So ESPN, that matters to them. What's going what's gonna to drive ratings? And at that time of year, what else is better than even a middle-tier bowl game? And, and the answer is there isn't. So, yeah, I, I think they are very much the fuel and the fire behind why we have this, you know, the umpteen number of uh, 40 plus bowl games. Patrick, you talked about universities potentially losing money or not not gaining as much money as it may seem. Could you ever see a point where where schools say, you know what, it's not worth us traveling to that bowl game based on the price and, and how much money we'll have to come out and, and, and end up losing? You know, Kerry, it's certainly possible. And, and again, I'm going to uh, you know turn my attention here in Charlotte, uh, UNC Charlotte, my alma mater, uh, relatively new football program. They played in their first bowl game ever a couple of years ago. I think it was the first bowl game of the season they played and lost to Buffalo. But at the end of the day, for them, as a relatively new program, it was worth it for them to have that visibility. So I could see some of them making this, the decision to do it because of the marketing and the advertising value for the school. But absolutely, I could see some schools where, I mean, at some point, is it worth being in the same middle-tier bowl game year in, year out? At some point, the marketing value of being in a 
and a dud of a bowl game has to peter out. So uh, I could absolutely see that happening at some point in the future. Patrick Rich, one more thing from me, and you wrote about this a few years ago in Forbes, That, uh, and at that time there were only 35. Now there's 41 bowls. But you pointed out that bowl game executives earn between 200000 and a million dollars for running a single game annually. And most of them are in the upper half of, of six figures, between 500000 999 that to me is amazing, but that is still the case, right? As far as I know, and what, what, maybe you can verify this for me, that the, the bowl game executives are still making a lot of money. Yes, they are, and I think that we all chose the wrong profession, Randy. I think we need to. I think we need to quit our current jobs and find a way to blackmail some of these other executive directors and find a way to get into those roles. No, it, it truly is amazing. And look, like if I try to put a positive spin on it. Yes, there is obviously networking that you're doing throughout the year. You're trying to, to uh, speak with potential partners and, and reestablish and, and reaffirm uh, current partners to make sure that partnership money is coming in. Um, and, and again, because these games do get decent ratings for what they are, you could argue that this is the selling point that you try to make. So I could see somebody throughout the year making those sales pitches, but sure doesn't seem to me like that would be enough for the average person to generate uh, a half million dollars in income. So it is, it is again, a very warped financial model. And, and uh, you know, God bless those, uh, those folks that have those jobs that are able to work however many hours a year for a half million dollars. <laughs> right. but, but at the end of the day, because of ESPN, because a lot of people are making a lot of money, the 6-6 six and six team is still going to make the bowl. So Kerry's wish that the 6-6 six and six, six team doesn't get the postseason, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon, right? That wish won't come true because there's just so much money involved in the bowl system. No, but you know what, Kerry? Maybe we can go to, uh, if there ever is a czar of college football, maybe we can make these teams that are 6-6, six and six, we can make their coaches and their athletes wear some kind of, like, uh, shame badge. <laughs> yeah. So we know, like, yes. I don't know, it has to be something really ugly. <laughs> Just maybe, maybe they wear one of these goofy little headbands, like a 1970s. Portland Trailblazer-style headband. Uh, this is something that makes them look goofy to say, hey, look, we really don't deserve to be in the postseason, but ESPN needed us to play, so here we are. Patrick, I love that idea. That, that sounds like a plan. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> hey, Patrick, Chris, thanks so much for your time. Happy New Year. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN, and obviously we'll talk during the course of 2023. Keep up the great work over at WashU, and uh, thanks for all that you do for the St. Louis economic sports community. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all of your entertainment. Look forward to seeing you in 23. Take care. That's our friend Patrick Wish, Rish on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? 
because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.